It's Sunday today, three weeks before Christmas. Where are we going? Where's our city going? Where's our state going? With us today is former governor of the state of New York, David Patterson. Uh, governor Patterson, uh, we're coming up on 2023. It's three weeks to Christmas, four weeks of the new year. Give us a report of where do you think we are? Well, I think uh, we have a very interesting phenomenon that occurred in the city this week when Mayor Eric Adams announced that he would uh, urge and would support uh, involuntary confinement with people deemed to have mental disease or disability. Now, this is something that used to go on in the city uh, 40 years ago when um, what would happen is if a doctor, a psychiatrist, or even a law enforcement official thought that a person was incapacitated because of mental mental illness, that they would involuntarily confine them. And the way it works is the confinement would be for a few days, they'd check them again, and then after 15 days to keep them, they would need what they call a 2PC, would be two physician certificates. Then you could hold the person for 60 days, and at that time you could determine whether or not it's safe for society or whether or not it's safe for the person to be back out on the streets. So some of the people who would be confined are not being confined because they're considered to be a danger as in violent crime, but they need to be confined because they suffer from some sort of depression or they might hurt themselves or they threaten to hurt themselves. So that's a, you know, uh, very interesting. But from the crime standpoint, I think it's an excellent move by the mayor because there are more situations in this city. And I think this is why the fear factor of crime has gone up so high. There are more cases of people being attacked by people with mental illness all over the city, not in specific neighborhoods. And what we need to do is to get them the care they deserve and intervention, as uh, Dr. Peter Michelow said the other day, an intervention of the same way you'd have a family intervention, this would be the family of the city intervening to get people the medication to either make them better or to prevent them from causing harm to others. Governor, I agree with you 100%. I think Eric Adams, Mayor Adams, did the right thing on uh, putting some of them away. And uh, even there's an argument from lawyers, if these people are sick, Maybe they're not capable of making the right decision for themselves. Don't you say that? Well, it, it, I mean, it happens all the time. And family members will, will step in in those particular uh, situations. You know, sometimes even with an elderly person who uh, can't remember what's happening, doesn't remember how many times they ate during a particular day. I remember uh, my, my grandmother would drink tea and then ask for another cup 10 minutes later and tell you she hadn't had any all, all day. But it was it was an illness, and it wasn't anything wrong with her character. And this is how we, I think, better treat this. But particularly right now, with the fear level of crime up where it is right now, even beyond what the statistics would call for, it's coming from the feeling of a lot of people that you pass people in the street and you're just not sure how that interaction is going to end. Uh, agreed. Now... The criminals in the street, and me and you have talked about it so many times. If we get the mentally ill off the street and, and treat them, and a lot of them are the, the veterans uh, that, are, that are in the streets too, 
But then you have the violent criminals that me and you have talked about. Some of those violent criminals, they've completed three, four, five, ten violent crimes. Shouldn't they be put away? Well, I guess I've sort of changed my opinion from what it was when I was younger because there are so many of these repeat offenders and these situations where but for the fact that they were released after committing a terrible crime, they then committed another crime. I think that's when the attention has to be turned to the society that allows that and that we will have to come up with some kind of system. I know Governor Pataki had three strikes, you're out. That seemed to work for a while, but uh, it, it's not on the books anymore. We might want to take another look at that, particularly in this particular period. Uh, agreed with you. Uh, and the other big item in the state was they wouldn't allow judges to make decisions. Out of 50 states in the United States of America, New York is the only one that wouldn't allow uh, the, mayor, uh, the judges to make decisions. See, that's very interesting, John, because in the 2019 legislation that was passed uh, to uh, have bail reform, they had some very good bail reforms in there, basically that if a person didn't commit a violent crime, so if it was a nonviolent uh, offense or a felony that was nonviolent, that if they just didn't have the money to get out, but you were sure that they would show up for the trial, that you could release them. That was good. The legislature did not touch some 1971 law that basically took the discretionary authority of judges to evaluate the dangerousness of the defendant away. So shame on the people in 1971. And unfortunately, I hope that the legislature in Albany will not get offended thinking that people are blaming them for doing that, but they are the only ones right now that could change it. The MTA, which you were once a member of, the, they decided they may want to raise uh, uh, fares, and it, it seems like if if they they collected the fares that they're supposed to collect, maybe they don't have to raise them. Well, uh, because of the fact that fewer people are riding the subways, they're not collecting the revenues that they need. Uh, at the same time, uh, raising the fares is going to diminish from the number that are riding the subway now. We'll try to find other forms of transportation. One of the traffic problems that we're having is the, the average speed of the traffic in New York City right now in, in traffic jams is 4.25 miles. You can almost walk faster than you can drive. And that's because a lot of people are afraid to ride the subway because of the crime rate. So what you see is a domino, a domino effect. First, it's the crime that's scaring people. They don't ride the subways. The revenues go down. Then uh, the MTA wants to raise the fares to cover that loss, but it's only going to drive fewer people into the subways, and the domino effect continues, and it becomes chaotic. Understood. Um, we talked about the MTA. We talked about crime. Uh, education. Uh, I think uh, we, we well, the other day uh, we had the secretary uh, the former Secretary of Education. Uh, and it's a problem in the United States. And uh, we're going to have uh, uh, the Chancellor, Mr. Banks, on in the near future to tell us how New York compares to the rest of the country. But we were like, 
number 26 in the in the country in uh, uh, overall education we in in the world and we were like a number like 40 or 50 in in mathematics i, I forget it but it was crazy numbers i had a conversation with uh Chancellor Banks about three weeks ago, and what we were talking about was the shortage of drivers to drive the children who use school buses to school every day, and that sometimes the students are getting to the, aren't getting to school until noon. So basically, they sent, spent the three hours that they should have spent in a classroom on a bus. So there are multiple factors affecting the ability of teachers to perform and students to learn, and... Uh, I think, I still think that one of the biggest problems with the educational system, and I'm just going to keep saying it until somebody listens, is that we end the school day too early and younger people, 12, 13, 14, go out and they don't go home right away. They get themselves into all kinds of trouble. It's when all the indicators of of, uh, social problems with young people exist between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. So that old... uh, bromide that we learn from uh, Channel 5, Fox, at 10 o'clock, they say, do you know where your children are? Well, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, they should have some TV station announce, do you know where your children are? Because the parents are at work, and they really don't know. I, I agree with you 100% on that, too. Um, we've got a minute left. Anything else? Well, John, Christmas is uh, three, three weeks. weeks away, and you were... Want to know where everyone's going? I guess I'm going to have to go Christmas shopping. Is there anything you want this year that I could get for you? Oh, my God. I mean, uh, I, I still can't believe it's three weeks. And uh, I guess we all have to buy uh, we have to buy gifts for our wives and we have to buy gifts for, uh, for our, our daughters and, and, and sons. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be addressing that immediately. I'll meet you on Monday. Take care. Take care. Thank you, Governor uh, Patterson, and thank you for your common sense and speaking out to the to our people, all Americans, not just New Yorkers. Thank you. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno. He's your numero uno.